Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is January 28th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I uh, I can't say that I'm complaining. I think uh, we had <laughs> a Tuesday show with a... Uh, I can't say that I'm complaining. With I haven't call heard for, it that way. All right. <laughs> we had a Tuesday show with a call to the contact gods. So we need... We need some juice, nothing. A call, going on. a dance, a prayer, a seance, whatever you want to call it. Did and, they deliver? Uh, they always deliver. Come on. They always deliver. We got Brooksy dyeing his hair, which is just absurd. Just I don't know if I even want to really waste time on it. It's I don't so need absurd. I don't. It's so it's so <laughs> superfluous and just so I mean, we deal in the inconsequential and silly often, but this one is especially empty calorie. And everybody made the same joke. If people couldn't resist, they had to talk about Eminem. They had to like, everybody made the same joke. And I like just, I, golf Twitter's like rubbed me the wrong way though. Like it's just bad. It's not, no creativity anymore. It's just people who tweet yeah, videos and people on blast. Shout about this is the tweet amazing. video is is maybe the worst thing that's ever been created. Ripping other people's transcripts, ripping it it's just not a good. Used to have some creativity and and thought had to go. You had to you had to. There had to be some wittiness to what you were doing, and now it's just not good. Everybody's like, "This is amazing," it, you know, and everybody just loves it. Thinks that's good now. Anyways, the Brooksy the Man, Brooksy hair look thing. At that. Just dropping a bomb on. I'm not dropping a bomb. I'm not even calling anyone out specifically. The whole thing, the whole scene, just bums me out. It's gone. Uh, it's all bomb and gouge now. It's just no creativity, no variety. It's all bomb and gouge. Um, but yeah, yeah everybody made the same. Duddy. Everybody made the same Brooksy joke. So I'm not uh, old funny duddy. I just demand quality and intellectual. Uh, you know, value added, but okay, go ahead. The Brooksy Blonde thing sucked. I, it was boring then, to me. Then we had Bryson launching, launching balls, sending shipping balls, as the quote. We got a little a scoop, scoop from the ground. Bryson's sh uh, shipping balls into the caddy lot <laughs> from the driving range with his driver. Broke a couple windshields, you know. Uh, I got I gotta, confirmed reports of him aiming over there, purposely hitting it over there. Yeah. Potentially rumors that he doesn't want to pay for the windshields. <laughs> Tournament's responsibility. Right? Something like Allegedly. that. Allegedly. Remorseless. Allegedly. Allegedly. Doesn't feel bad for the caddies with broken windshields. And, uh, and then, you know, maybe... A little dose of karma, you know. I don't wish oh, well on anybody, but you, you, you're, you might be 
allegedly potentially being an arse and then all of a sudden he's he's hobbled he's got a wrist problem i don't know you know how it happened i said you know it didn't look good all afternoon maybe a back issue too i i don't know um all right, with the range thing. So we got this. You got this whatever early this I, morning. You know, the shotgun start Twitter got it. <laughs> You're giving hey. up. Who got the scoop? We got some good stuff today. <laughs> I mean, we can't even go into some other some other deeper, darker potential scandals, which we're trying to hunt down. Some real explosive stuff, which we'll get to hopefully. We got the gumshoe work is in, in, on, uh, being efforted right now, but this one is a little bit of whimsy. I don't look. I don't blame Bryson. I don't think we should paint him as a bad guy. From all, from everything we hear, this range sucks. It's not good. It's two sided, it and suck. and he was aiming over the fence to not hit into guys standing on the other end. And I got I got sent a picture I could not use of one of these back windshields, just broken glass everywhere, just everywhere in this lot. I didn't use it, but I mean, there were broken glass, there were broken windshields everywhere. This is not, I just think Bryson was probably trying to avoid hitting people, and he caught a couple cars. Um, I think uh, my colleague at Golf Digest, Todd Leonard, has been a San Diego. Uh, writer for decades he was i think working on something and talked to me about it so i don't want to step on his reporting but like i don't know the, what we heard several times over was the range sucks uh so i don't know that i i like totally want to blame bryson or put him in a bad um light necessarily we know he's he's a you know a d-bag for other reasons but i don't think this is one where we want to see he's got malice or he's 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 being a bad guy um uh i i think it illustrative of a larger problem we have ranges that are safety hazards on are we getting to a majority of courses that the pros go to it feels like it i mean there's just balls at least with bryson riviera they kind of extend the net uh harbor town sony the wingfoot remember wingfoot he was popping yeah. cars they had to well, move I think they need the, the to US- bring they they should bring leaders from all those organization all those setups in to examine the range see what kind of fence and infrastructure they can add stat you know that 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 superintendent from harbor town should be on a, a red-eye <laughs> flight over there right now hey they got the pga show going on if you <laughs> want the next great invention you want to make it big in this game figure out how to extend ranges figure out i'm how sure to, there's a, there's somebody turn that's swindling range down extend- there. <laughs> i got the quick turn i can you know turn your range from 300 yards into 400 in the overnight um yeah, so I think it's a range issue. This sounds like a real, real danger. This this range sounds like a real hazard. Just the images I was getting of people like huddled under tents and stuff on the other side is crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I don't blame Bryson too much. He, I, on this one, but it was a good, nonetheless, to see the broken glass and <laughs> hear that he's like, that's not my problem. You guys figure out how to pay for this. You don't have the range. So uh, what's going on with this injury? I mean, there's a lot of eventful back it? nine. Yeah, is it a wrist? Is it a back? I think it's is a it... wrist based off of like him gripping uh, his caddy's hand like over and over again. But I think there might be some back issues. I don't know. I feel like this is uh, 
This is obviously something we talked about at the beginning when, when all this was going on is is the injury risk, but I don't think the risk would be would be that. Maybe maybe it is from just beating drivers all the time. It, it's just not, you know, like his Instagram. He'd just go to random ranges and hitting double XL buckets of drivers everywhere. Trying it's, to get to like 225 and stuff like that. Yeah. I, you what? know... No real purpose. I mean, I, I know there's a purpose, but so much of it just seems like try to get a higher feedback on a launch monitor. So just to get some feedback on a screen. I mean, this I is what know. we were concerned about when he started doing the long drive thing. Like, how can you be good at both of them? They're, they, right, right. He emceed, by the way. At yeah, and I'm not. I don't want to read too much into one start, but. You know, he was really good about 18 months ago, or whatever it was, when he won the U.S. Open. What, he's how, gotten two I've lost he was He was the huskiest months. he's ever been. Yeah, 16 he needs, months? He needs to I, get back to pushing 260, maybe. He was really good. And it's like, okay, at that point, you probably may be the best player in the world. Whether or not the rankings said you were, I think everybody was like, whoa, I don't know who could stop this guy. And he's just kept pushing it. Like at a certain time, it's okay to just halt and say, you know what? I think I'm in the right spot right now for me. Yeah, but it's only gotten more intense. It's, it's, it's that's it's, what I'm saying. Beyond, yeah, it's beyond the golf at this point. It's beyond like the. It's a bizarre beyond like being a tour pro, like being better at tour pro. It feels like it's it's like it's just a side pursuit that might be more of a primary pursuit. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That the. the the sort of, I don't know if it's delicious, but it would be, or comeuppance, but if he can't play in Saudi Arabia next week, I mean, he's, he's jammed his back or his wrist or whatever is jammed. Do you think he goes and still like, it's just this mouthpiece talking think, about how he's growing the game for everyone over there, even though he can't play? I'd be worried about going over there and then saying I can't play. You know, I'd want to stay oh, yeah. in the States if I can't your, play. You know, you might, you might, yeah, might rub yeah. the g- wrong person the wrong way, and you know, find yourself like in a place that doesn't have an extradition policy. You know, they got this ad they're running like fans are back at the Saudi International. I was like, Wait, no, yeah, oh yeah, and it's like it looks like it's some like you know state fair or something. <laughs> There's kids eating cotton candy and shit. It's great. Fans are there were never any fans there to begin with. They had like two people outside the ropes per hole. This isn't some big party carnival. What do you think their fan policy is with creating content? Like you know the, the do you think they're as liberal and free as the PGA Tour? Do you, you think use they're a little bit stricter with cell phone use over there? Instead of a DMCA, you get a finger. You know. <laughs> Yeah, the finger taken off. <laughs> Probably not something we should joke about, but you know, we're just talking about hypotheticals here. Um, yeah, so we'll see if he can play next week. But he's done at uh, Torrey Pines. He's, he's not been he's not been good. I, to his credit, he might give the least shits about the FedEx Cup points of anyone out there. Like, just oh. did not play, did not play once. After uh, tour championship, doesn't well, see do the long drive. I know, but I mean, he just he doesn't care about it. Like he could be two hundredth. It just doesn't seem to bother him. I I think maybe you know that's that's a 
laudable, I guess, in a way, I suppose. All right, other things from uh, Tori. By the way, I meant to lead off. Congrats to Brandon Harkins for winning the Abaco, the the house that Darren Clark built. Beat the Doughboy. Will Knight is still tough day for Will Knight. Crying in his beer. Uh, I think the Doughboy had well, like two shot lead with three holes to go. Kicked it away. Lost in the play. He's, what? It hurts. This was like obviously when you have when you have a two shot lead with three holes and you don't win. That's it's, it's not going to feel very good. It was very relatable. Like <laughs> a disconsolate like, doughboy. I feel bad for Marty. Uh, but Harkins is like thirty five or something. Go made ahead. me really chuckle. Uh, Don't will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good pun right over our right over the plate for us. That's good, Will. I appreciate that. Uh, other toy pines matters. We have a three-way tie at the midpoint here. Thursday night, midpoint between... How about uh, this? I, not I would load the leaderboard, scores. but it's not working. PJTour.com, if you can believe it or not, <laughs> is not working for me. I got, it's gone I got from, one up. It's gone from working seven out of eight times to, I think, like five out of eight times for me when I go there. It never works. <laughs> but JT, Shank, and Rob, I know, are tied for the lead at 13 under. Camera Shrigali is at 12... Peppy oh, Peter Melnati said at five. Aaron Rye, Alex Smalley, Luke List, Siwoo Kim, and look at that, Jason Day. I heard T six as well as Sahith Thagala. So did Leishman make the cut? I don't know. I don't know. Or did he I, hit? I, did he hit it right to the where I the field? I think he grounded right. it at a double play. T twenty three. Oh, that's all right. He's through. He's through. <laughs> That's exactly what you want to do. He did, he did his job. He's on Brought base. The He's on base. <laughs> He's not, How he not got the there swiftest is... guy. He's not a guy that turns a single and a triple with his with his uh, steals. But <laughs> How he got there is, uh, you know, inconsequential. He's there. Um, Swinging. One that... When this will get <laughs> swinging, but when this bit will get old, I don't know, but we're just going to keep pounding it into the crowd for now. <laughs> It's so dumb. Well, I mean, right, neither of us have Leishman left and one and done. So, yeah, you know, so well, whatever. It, it'll come up again this season. Um, do we, I mean, Rob JT would be fun, would be good well, primetime golf on Saturday. I, I have the to Shank, say this. The Shank lineup, which no one could get when I did that. Nobody knew who Adam Shank was, but go ahead. Rob. Rob is like pissed off about how he's playing. It's kind of like, actually, I would be frightened if I was a fellow member of the PGA Tour. He was like, he was like cussing out. He was like swearing. He was swearing just all pissed camera off. Guy yeah, he was all pissed Thursday, off. Wednesday. And yeah. they asked, Kira Dixon, I think, asked asked him after the round. And he's like, well, he, he'll cut it six drives in a row. I couldn't keep the driver anywhere on the planet. Like he's all pissed off. And it's like, and he's. He's 13 under He's through 13. two rounds at Tory, tied for the lead with a guy that made eight straight birdies. Shank, um, I we we can talk about this now. Uh, Rob's comments, he was asked about how it's like a putting contest last week. That was uh, Tuesday, you know, after we recorded. And he goes, you know, we're the PGA Tour. We're the best players on the planet. And we're playing at a golf course. We're missing the fairway means absolutely nothing. I just think it was a bit too easy for the best players in the world. That's just my opinion. Rom added, this was Ryan Lavner, who did a great job sort of talking to a bunch of players. Uh, 
Shake, by the way, missed like every fairway. He hit like three or four fairways. Went nuts, right? He, he made a bunch of putts, made a few from off the green. Uh, missing the fairway, I don't know. It's not like we saw from the Justin Ray stat beforehand. It's not a huge penalty here, mm-hmm. right? And Shank showed that you can still shoot almost a course record round by missing most of your fairways. So uh, There were some good Shank facts on the on the telecast. I, this is a person that I, you know, it's impossible to find these things about Adam Shank. He's kind of in the Tyler Duncan zone. He's, you know? Yeah. Both are Purdue guys, right? Yeah, both what Purdue is it about guys. Purdue? So Adam Shank shares a birthday with Wade Gretzky. Random fact. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, what but, the hell does that mean? Like we could say anybody <laughs> in the world shares a birthday with someone of some renown. Like, there's no connection there. That doesn't... Okay, all right. Then, uh... <laughs> like, everybody shares a birthday with somebody moderately or f- fairly famous. That's just not interesting fact about the person himself. Well, hey, you know, this, right. is, this is some of the shake facts. Right. They, he, uh, he had a rough senior year at Purdue. He was thinking about taking a job, and he, he interned with Northwestern Mutual and realized that wasn't life for him. Selling insurance wasn't life for him i mean That's so he fell back go. on being a pga tour so, pro and making a million dollars or finishing t25 or yeah, whatever so he tried playing pro golf pretty good uh he grew up on a sod farm so hot tip maybe he'll be at home in uh in the twin cities the tpc sod farm that's a good one we store that in the memory bank for yeah. uh for your hot hot picks, DFS sleepers come July. I saw this was a big sort of topic after he grew up. He said he had like, I don't know, something cubic yards of zoysia in his yeah. front yard. And he got good at hitting balls, but he needed a chipping green because he says, I suck at chipping or I'm not. That need, what needs work. But yeah, I so, don't know. So anyways, those were, those were the shank facts. I, I learned something on the telecast. I appreciated that. You appreciated the Wayne Gretzky birthday one? I just appreciated learning something about a, a guy that I didn't really know much about outside. He played golf at Purdue, and he, he was friends with uh, Tyler Duncan and, you know, equally obscure to find information on. Okay. The Shank lineup. He's he's one that, you know, we're learning more and more about him and, you know, his face and what he looks like. But congrats to him. He made eight birdies in a row. I finally got the leaderboard to look. And, and congrats to Brooks Kepka for winning this week's Thirst Bucket of the Week. It, the week's yeah. not over. You've already won it. It's uh, good He's for thirst you. Thirst Bucket of the Week. We got a lot of tagged in on that. It, was, uh, I, it did seem just without Pip play. a point, a point, pointless. Like, but he was sure was ready to change his Twitter avatar. He had, you know, the the barber chair TikTok thing ready to post after where, you know, lift the curtain and now he's blonde. And so he was ready. He's ready to go. And there was well, a lot he's of He's smart. He's getting that this is you know Would you bucket. die would you dye your hair if it meant you making like four extra million dollars? Probably. Yeah. Yes. See? Yes. I would, I would. too. So you know he's played the pip game. I I don't I don't. The you know prox- I don't have a problem with it because he's doing he's just playing the game that that he's being you know put in. The peroxide runneth over in the thirst bucket of the week. Okay, 
Uh, anything else? Spieth misses the cut. I think that was the longest streak on tour. He had one, made 20 in a row. That Justin uh, Ray stat, he only fil- finished uh, whatever, 122 starts short of Tiger's Tiger. Oh, did he see that? Yeah, <laughs> long way to go. Any MC disappointments? Phil, if you can believe it or not, didn't make the cut. Ricky, I mean, that's a bad one. I don't want to pile on oh, Ricky. That's a horrible. bad one. He was six under yesterday. I know he went from north to south, but... That's just completely booting it away. You know what's booting more laughable? You know, we do a Friday podcast where we don't we we talk about how inconsequential one round is. You know, is that like you know uh, I, I somewhat feel bad. You know, you got to write something after each round if you're in media. But all the Ricky redemption stories oh, yesterday that were co- oh he's coming he's on his way back. It's like. It's just, just wait till wait till it's like Saturday for that article. It's just sloppy. It's one round. Uh, we got a tip, not a tip, but just an insight observation. His precipitous or consistent and slow decline in the OWGR appeared to be appears to begin when he started playing a new ball when he signed a new ball deal. Now Taylor it could made. be a coincidence. Could be a cause. I don't know. But as the the arc starts to trend downward, it's when he put a new ball in. I don't know if that's that's the primary cause. Could be just you know concurrent. But that is, uh, I believe that's the case. Anyway, so that that's just a bad bad MC. It's a bad sloppy way to go out. Um, anything else from Brooksy uh, missed the cut too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of lot of big lot of big names missing the cut. I don't, you know, I don't count Ricky as one of those. But, no, you know, it, you know, with Spieth and and uh, and Brooksy or Brooksy and uh, do we have Bryson. a good enough leaderboard to call this a good course? Fino missed the cut too. Who's a machine in uh, at at Tory usually too? Yeah, all these big names missing the cut at such a major championship venue that produces such good leaderboards. Well, you know? it was interesting. Uh, yeah. Right? I I listened to uh, the No Leg Up podcast with Adam Scott. Um, obviously, it's it's a band that uh, I enjoy listening to talk, Thoughtful. and he doesn't talk that much. And uh, it was a wonderful you know discussion. But he was talking about how the games change, and he's just like these the the best guys just aren't as consistent as they used to be. Um, and it's outside any outside. He kind of singled out Rom as being, you know, almost an outlier of in, in more like the Ernie's, the Phil's, the tigers. Interesting. You know, tiger yep. obviously was on a different planet. He alluded to, but like where those guys had it every week, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to do a weekend or a final round, a final two round head to head. I'll take the gala. You can ride your boy, Jay Day. They're both nine under, sure. T6. Why All not? Right. I'm are, pumped. I'm big on the gala. What are big you, what time. Are you, he's a good guy to be big on. I, I think yeah. that's, he's a big boy. He's, he's, he is a, he's, a, he's, he's built. He's, he's a built. big guy. Yeah. Um, so we'll go head to head on that. Maybe for something. I don't know. We can figure out the stakes. You still owe me a PXG polo or something from one of, I one do. of our best. I was somewhere I could have bought PXG polo too. I almost i I couldn't get myself to buy something in there that was that was a PX because I knew that like deep down I I just like thought somebody might know that I was mocking it by buying yeah. it 
you know like clip and it, then it's you like out. then you're an asshole you know you're doing this for the content and not yeah because you know, they like the piece like the article of clothing i couldn't yeah. do it i couldn't get myself yeah. to pull the trigger i i saw i saw the hat the flat brim with the with the ear flaps and i wanted oh, to buy it really bad do you miss the pga show speaking of gear and attire and apparel I I you miss being down there. I miss I, running into people that I know. Um, I that part I miss. I do I miss anything about it? No. Do I miss going to a conference? No. Maybe maybe one of the worst experiences of my life was having to go to the Orlando Convention Center two weeks in a row a few years ago. <laughs> you were there forever. It Wasn't was, it the turf I, one after it or something? Yeah, like I thought I like completely lost my soul as a human being. Is two weeks in a row in in that convention center. Um, I'd love. I don't know why it has to be in a convention. Why do, <laughs> Why does it, these things have to be in convention centers? Like, why can't they be like not in like a place that just kills your, you know, any will to to live. You know, because people are making a cut coming and going, and this is the way it works. And there's, you know, some business that sells floor space, and a business that, you know, everything that's just the way it works. All right, those those stands are complete racket. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, all right, that's it. Two rounds through, Tori. I love that we're halfway done. Friday night primetime is off. You missed the PGA show, you didn't answer. I never went, I've never been. I feel like you would really love. You'd really. Oh, love I'd just have exploring. a. I mean, I'd have a field day <laughs> with it. Not in the way they probably want me to or intended to, but I, I would. I've been to that Orlando area too much, but never gone in the convention center. But yeah, uh, never went. I had a field day from afar. But look, the PGA club pros are like they're some of our favorite people, and if it like is useful for them then i'm all in you know it's helpful and go but some I'll of the, be out people, the turf one next week is that in orlando san diego oh yeah i gotta go oh. i'm going to i'm going to the turf the superintendent uh golf tournament the golf championships and it's at tory pines so do they play golf or yeah, they, they like play, compare yeah. sod there's okay. like a national golf championship that's cool Interesting. Yeah, there's there's I, some. I sticks. gotta imagine there's some good players in that set, that cohort. Sure. Yeah, but it's at Tory. Um, I gotta go to cover a golf tournament at Tory next week. Uh, that's all I got on uh, Tory Pines for the first two. Oh, one other thing, Matt Hughes. He played the wrong ball. Kind of threw the marshal under the bus. Matt Said, Hughes like, has some some bad skeletons at Tory between the, look, the he, tree the, and the, yeah. playing the wrong ball. That's some like, bad luck. Look, I went and hit the ball where the flag was next to, and I found out my ball was eight feet away. Like I don't know, you still gotta kind of look at your ball, make that's, sure of it. That's I nobody throw the but your own fault. Yeah. What Marshall sees a ball, he puts a flag down. He's not gonna try to, you know, look up close and personal. So. One time I was when I was a kid, I I played in a, this big. It was like a, the junior PGA. It was like you get there's like one spot from each state and I was leading after the first round it was two rounds and, and you know I was super nervous going into the second round in the first hole I played the wrong ball 
right off the t- right off the oh. tee first second shot i think i started i said so like i made a triple on one i think i made a triple on two a double oh. on the, it was just like the most it, it just shook me and it was the biggest disaster <laughs> but like after that i was really diligent for a long time about checking the ball like Making it's sure, your job yeah. that's yeah you, you gotta yeah. make sure you're playing the right ball yeah, even if there's a flag next to it. Uh, other other scores, I don't think we need to do Dubai. You know, Jakob B. Hansen is our leader. That will all change by the time you listen to it. Lydia Ko, I think, shot her lowest career first round ever, which is getting a little too granular on the statistic front. But either way, 63, 9 under. Two ahead of Danielle Kane. Yeah, well, Aditya that's, Shook that's is an three. absurd stat. What lowest opening round ever? Yeah, like, I, I, I don't. It's like it's so like it depends on the course. Like, was it her best round opening round ever? Like, just it, it's this insinuation yeah. of like this is her best opening round ever when it, it could have been something completely different where she shot sixty eight and nobody else shot seventy one or better. You know, yeah. this is yeah. this is the problem with statistics is there's no. You know, everybody's rushing out there to get their stat out there, but there's no, there's very rarely like contextualization around the, you know, what it actually means compared to the other rounds. Like it's not an apples to apples comparison one round to the next round, you know, at different courses over their entire career. Yes. She's too, too ahead of Danielle Kane. If we get a Kane... Aditi's in there too. Yeah, I said I gave her. Yeah, popping Aditi it out shook. there. <laughs> Clear it to she, ten. She's no, like I, a a slap hitter. I mean, she's like, like lead off, lead off. You know, maybe second in the two hole. It's like Omar Vizquel. Like who's the shortstops who just like the, they get like they they hit one homer a year in 162 games. They hit one or two homers, and it like literally clears the fence by a whisker. Or Ozzy uh, Smith was probably I think like that. But, the Cubs yeah. had this used to have this guy named Tony Campana, yeah. and he was just this like little skinny guy. He called up. He was young. They were kind of a rebuilding phase. He looked like he was 12. We, my buddy and I always used to joke that he would like that the coach had to like monitor how much time he was spending on his Xbox. Like, you yeah. know, Tony, yeah. you can't, <laughs> you're not old enough to, to play that yeah. game, yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, you know, he could not hit the ball anywhere, but he was so fast when he got on, the, on base. It was, he was a nightmare if he got on base, but you know, he just, Everything was just, you know, infield hits. Infield. Anyways, that Kane, if Daniel Kane is like on a mission, I mean, who knows? This could just be a good start to the year. And it's different by March or it's different by June. But Kane Corda would be delicious, right? If Nelly and that became and, like a and real Jin one. And Young Co. Well, I know. I'm. I know and there are Lydia other names involved. I mean, Lydia's back, kind of, but I, I know there are other names involved. I'm just talking. This time last year it was kind of Nelly breaking out. Now it feels like Danielle Kane's coming back. But I feel like we'll she, Danielle Kane does this though, because she right she after does. the um, right. pandemic, she won what back to back, right? I think so. She did the Toledo two step. <laughs> sure, that's what we call it. And uh, yeah. you know, I feel like she gets really hot. It's just a matter of sustaining it. Yep. That's all I got for leaderboards. I, I think I don't think we need to get two and you don't want to do else. Euro. I said it'll it's Dubai. I said Jakob B. Hansen is our leader. Congrats to him. Hopefully, it, 
it holds on. By the time you listen to us, this will all have changed. It starts. At you two don't want to do the first round overreaction. Is Tommy Fleetwood back? You know, this is the Tommy. Look at that, Ricky and and England's Ricky Tommy Fleetwood playing playing well first round. So he's not back. Victor Dubesson one one out of DFL. He's he one ahead well of last week. Monty Tapio Polkin and Monty is just. Can't even get it to the fairway cut. Remember what he's talking about last week? He's eight over DFL. I feel bad for Monty. Ah, so. Katsia and Marunk are tied. And and a bear. Or Herbert. Apparently, just a lot of like COVID, just indiscretion. Like COVID, uh, like guys positive everywhere, but some play, some don't. It just sounds sort of indiscriminate, like whether guys are getting out there or not. But, um, all right, that's it for scores at this Friday juncture. News, Colin Morikawa wins the Golf Writers Association of America Player of the Year. Nellie Corda wins it on the women's side. Phil won it, I assume, for the old, the, the Champs Tour. But yeah, Morikawa. A lot of people saying this is proof that the writers don't care about the FedEx Cup. I don't know. It just This is what we talked about at the end of last year when he won uh, Dubai. Like, Did that push him ahead of Rom? I don't know if it matters. It's a subjective thing. You could uh, argue into the night. Um, the PGA Tour is the first major sports organization to be included in the Human Rights Campaign's Corporate Equality Index. Big ups to them, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's congratulations. I mean, you know, I don't know that you need the extra meeting room or the moat or anything like that, but they're doing some good stuff down there at the Global Home. So that's congrats to them. Uh, Saudi. Saw more Saudi Invitational stuff, focusing more on the Asian tour. I th- saw Tom Kim got his the choo choo train is going to Saudi, uh, and the fourteen year old, the Thai kid, Sensation, uh, also got invitations. That's it. That's all I got for news. Should we get the Flashback Friday Precision yeah. Pro? Precision uh, Pro. PrecisionProGolf.com. I don't know if they're at the PGA show. I, I'm sure they are. You think so? Who knows, though? Well, if you're not at the PGA show, all you have to do is listen here. You don't have to spend your time in that dreary, what is it, life-sucking, uh, soul-crushing convention center that, that Andy just talked about. You can just listen to us. Uh, you want to know the worst Precision part Pro. about the, the convention center? Yeah, what? If you had a Precision Pro, this would be a fun exercise. Oh, see God. where you park and then where you have to walk to. I mean, you got to walk like a good mile after you park. It's like you park and then you're 30 minutes from the convention center. I mean, they got rickshaws out there. No, come on. Serious. Human labor pulling people? Yeah. Well, they did the bike rickshaws, whatever those are called. Yeah, human powered, I meant. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So you know, if, you I, had the, uh, if you had the uh, Precision Pro, you could, I would be able to tell you exactly how far it is. But I don't. I never every, had it with me. Every time I did golf channel, I stayed around there. Around there. It would take like 20 minutes to get around the thing. In my oh. car, trying to drive around the neighborhood. It must be massive. Anyways, if you don't need to, you can just listen to us. Tell you all about Precision Pro. Although, if you're down there, go visit their booth. They're great human beings. Awesome. Uh, good people to support and talk to. Just shoot the shit with. Um, and you can use the promo code SHOTGUN20 at precisionprogolf.com. That will get you $20 off an NX9 Slope, their original rangefinder. Not their original, but you know their, their tried and true standby. They've got the R1 as well. They've got the Ace Speaker. Um, 
if this is something you're looking for as golf i don't know if golf you're coming out of the coming out of hibernation yet in many of parts of the country but in some in some it's starting to warm up uh load up for the new season at precisionprogolf.com and use the promo code shotgun20 free lifetime battery replacement expert customer service allegedly there's another guy there's not just eric there's another guy we'll talk about him more at a later time they have a like maybe an internecine rivalry we'll have to find out i think it's kevin or i don't know what his name is but we'll, we're gonna have to pit them against each other uh see who provides matt better ryan? customer service no if they if it was matt and ryan you know they could be well, hired one's as Eric. bears bears gm or head coach well what is that deal elaborate you know edify us on that i don't know if everybody saw that so they, the Bears fired uh, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Ryan Pace, the GM, Matt Nagy, the head coach, and they hired Ryan Poles as the new GM. I went to and, BC with him. Good, good, good dude. Go ahead. Yeah. And Matt Eberflus. So as another the head Ryan. Coach. So literally hired. Incredible. A Matt and a Ryan. In the same position. Same positions. So I kind of now think that they should assemble a team full of Matts and Ryans, and Matt Ryan should be their quarterback. They should trade the farm for Matt Ryan. So somebody else tweeted back at me they could get Ryan Matthews as the running back. But I just find it, you know, I know this is just a coincidence, but it's just an absurdly insane co- coincidence. Yeah. It's like, how is that even possible? I almost would say we're not hiring this Matt after we hired Ryan just because of the name thing. I hope you get somebody good offensive minded to take care of Justin Fields. I hope. I, I assume you will. I, I don't know. But yeah, the, the Ryan Matt thing's great. I heard that the, you know, Kevin Clark told me that he was, he was, he was pumped for me about the Ryan Poles hire. So that, yeah. that I feel like that's that's a good sign, you know. I I don't know anything like this is like when people get worked up about drafts, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, there's a guy that this is their job to do this, you know. Yeah. And you like parachute in the day before the draft and read a couple articles, and you know, so polls you know, polls blocked for Matt Ryan at BC. Yeah, maybe he'll trade for him. You know, there you go. Give more Ryan's and Matt's. There you go. Good. Well, congrats. You got a new, new, new era. Hope it goes out, works out for you. Uh, let's go to Flashback Friday. Do you have one? I have yeah, one. Yeah, I got one. All right, you want to go, go first? Go ahead. All right. I'll go. I- I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll start. 1952, Joe Lewis comes the first African-American to play on the PGA-sanctioned event. It's at the San Diego Open at the San Diego Country Club. It's a $10,000 purse. Um, it was a historic challenge to the PGA Tour, uh, PGA, I should say, which would become the split, become the PGA Tour, but the PGA's ban on players of color. Um, he was obviously the boxer, right? He was a heavyweight champ of the world, 11 years, like 20-some defenses of his title, legend in Detroit, um, and then just became a golfer. He talks about how he, like, I went out, I shot like 120 my first time, then slowly I was... Loved it though. Shooting seventy sixes and seventy fives. Occasionally, I'll shoot maybe a seventy, but I'm mostly a seventy five player. Uh, but he becomes the first African American to play a PGA sanctioned event at the, I guess, 
the San Diego, San Diego Open would eventually become what we now know as the Farmers Insurance Open. So let's read a little bit. This is from Jack Man. Murphy. What? And Joe Lewis played the Farmers Insurance Open. Well, that's how cool. That's is what, that? if you were watching PGA Tour Live today or the Twitter PGA Tour account, that's probably how they would portray it. Yeah. Hell, they probably you know. We are farmers. Yeah, he, you know, he knew all the ads, too. So this is Jack Murphy, the legendary sports writer. How many sports writers have a stadium named after him? Jack Murphy Stadium, where the Chargers and, and Pods used to play? Like, could you imagine that happening nowadays? Like, Skip Bayless maybe, Field maybe or something? BC will rename the stadium after you one day. <laughs> That's, that feels like a cheap shot. That's a good one. I like that. So preposterous, but that feels kind of like a cheap shot. It wasn't a cheap shot at all. <laughs> uh, anyways, Jack Murphy, the San Diego U- Union Tribune in 19, uh, this was 1952, writing. Because the non-salaried president of the PGA Professional Golfers Association set sail for Chula Vista, the idea of participating in the $10,000 San Diego Open. But Horton Smith, the it golfer. must have been at San Diego Country Club. Yes, I said that, yes. San Diego Country Club. Uh, but Horton Smith, the golfer, soon took a backseat to Horton Smith, the executive. So he was the unsalaried sort of head of the PGA while also being a player. Of course, he'd won two Masters. Um, and he played with Joe Lewis in the first couple rounds of this event. I'll get to how Lewis got in in a minute. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so they play alongside each other. Jack Murphy has all these, like, how they went back and forth. It was the day's largest gallery. Smith and Duke Gibson, a member of the PGA's tourn- tournament committee, chatted amiably with Joe Lewis as they left the first tee. And there was no apparent hostility throughout the round. Smith's game wavered under the tension as he chopped his tee shots out of bounds and suffered, suffered sixes on the first two holes, kind of like you and your junior PGA thing. Um in the first instance, Smith grinned. This is just so cheesy, like old school writer, like out of a movie. In the first instance, Smith grinned and told Lewis, taking a six on that easy hole is just like a punch to the chin. Countered the fighter. Only difference is in boxing, you recover from a punch. In golf, it's on the card to stay. Oh, God. On the second hole, Lewis, the amateur. That's terrible. Lewis, the amateur, put, we're just getting started, put his drive 30 yards beyond Gibson's while Smith again strayed OB. Just like you say, Smith informed Lewis, I know what to do, but the old reflexes won't react. <clears throat> Both Lewis and Smith ventured in the rough where the PGA president quipped, only, only place a left hook is any good is in the rain. <laughs> so there's just like they got this dialogue of these guys just throwing terrible banter back and forth with each other uh but here's some more uh, writing from murphy i gotta say this conjured up sort of the rick riley 1997 masters gamer uh as murphy writes negro waitresses serving officials and players in the clubhouse jammed excitedly into the press room which affords an excellent view of the 10th tee as the threesome made the turn that's our boy exclaimed a lewis joe lewis admirer as the fighter prepared to assault the little white pellet on the tee i've been running in here every few minutes to read the board said another he's doing really good so like the wait staff and service staff you remember rick riley's legendary gamer about how the uh, wait staff at Augusta National were on the balcony and when Tiger was winning and they yeah. kind of came out to support I don't know it 
conjured up images of this in the 1951 San Diego Open. Lewis went out in 38, beating Smith by a shot. Pretty good. Beat Horton Smith, two-time Masters winner and president of the PGA at the time. It's like when Peyton Manning outplayed uh, Phil Mickelson. (laughs) Come on. Come on. But on the back, he... uh, it flipped a little bit, and Smith beat him by three shots. So then Smith was like pressed about this. He's like, "What you have this non-Caucasian rule? Well, let's get into more of how Lewis got there." This is a Rhiannon Walker uh, article from the Undefeated. This was Lewis ahead of times. PGA, of course, has this uh, non-Caucasians ban. Uh, Lewis leading into it in January fourteenth, nineteen fifty-two, in the New York Times. This quote was everywhere. I want the people to know what the PGA is. We've got another Hitler to get by. Whoa. Saying this band, we've got another Hitler to get by. So he's like, Lewis is obviously an athlete of incredible stature, right? And the PGA is like the last major sport to not integrate, uh, to have an overt Jackie band. Robinson spoke similarly of golf. Yeah, yeah, the fried egg podcast, mm-hmm. right? Um, so like Lewis realizes I got to just like shame the hell out of him. So he's got, you know, I got to take this publicly. I need to drag them. We've got another Hitler to get by. Next one. The list is the last major sport in America in which Negroes, Negroes are barred. He told the Los Angeles Sentinel. It's about time that is brought out into the open. He told the Los Angeles times his humiliation. This is again, Rihanna Walker writing for the undefeated. His humiliation tactic worked and he became the first black golfer to compete uh, we talked about the blow by blow. He went 158 over 36 holes. He was there with uh, Bill Spiller, who of course was a professional. Yeah, Lewis was an amateur. So the end around, like the ban and the bylaw, was uh, he got a sponsor's exemption. Joe Lewis. He's he's an exempt amateur. He wasn't like a pro. And the Chevrolet dealers of San Diego County, sponsors of the tournament, invited him to compete. And the money they raised on inviting him was expected to be about two grand, and it was going to be given to uh, organizations that helped disabled children. Uh, Spiller went with him Monday qualified. He was also there with uh, Ural Clark, who didn't Monday qualify. Spiller Monday qualifies, and they say, you can't play. Lewis can play because he's an amateur, but you cannot play because you're a pro. You're also not a sponsor's invite. So I don't know. It's kind of useful way to spend a sponsor's invitation, right? Breaking the color barrier, yeah. raising a bunch of money maybe for disabled the, may children. The best, may the best sponsor's invite of all time. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So they thought he was exempt from the PGA's bylaws because of that. He plays the San Diego Open. Um, this is Smith then. We have rules and we don't make them just to be tough, but to control play in the tournament. Section one of article three of our bylaw states, any professional golfer of the Caucasian race over 18 years old of age residing in North or South America is eligible to become a PGA member. So it doesn't explicitly, I mean, it says you have to be of the Caucasian race. In view of that section, our rules, Spiller obviously could not become a member and therefore under PGA rules cannot play in the San Diego Open. Uh, but Lewis breaking the barrier this week, uh, the next, it, it kind of started to, it started a, a movement or a awaken. I don't know if it's awakening, but they realized they were, this was obviously retrogressive and horrendous rule. Spiller, Clark, and Ted Rhodes uh, joined Joe Lewis at the next PGA sponsored event, the Phoenix Open, as a result of Lewis breaking the color barrier. Uh, Spiller and Lewis 
became good friends. Spiller, Bill Spiller eventually like uh, actually criticized Lewis for playing. He's like, you're not helping the cause by playing. Like you need to like continue to press for us as the pros to get in. Uh, but Lewis like thought he was just raising more awareness by getting in the field and then being able to speak out more. Um, the exclusionary PGA membership clause, this is a Bob Denny article, would not be eradicated for nine more years. Um, came at a, a casual round at Hillcrest Country Club when Spiller, Bill Spiller was playing with a couple entertainers and the Attorney General of California was there and issued a moratorium on the use of California courses by the PGA until it stopped discriminating against non-whites and got other state attorneys. So this was nine years after that 1951 uh, San Diego Open. I think in November of 61 was when the PGA annual meeting where they uh, did away with the discriminatory bylaw. One more final note on this. This George Willis article I found at the Morning Read uh, talks about Obviously, they rena- renamed the Horton Smith Award, the PGA did because, uh, recently, in the past few years, because he was a supporter of this yeah. law. And this is George Willis' article. Uh, Before Smith is painted as a heartless racist, there's evidence that he favored a change in the rule. One day after the San Diego Open, which Kroll won, Smith pulled the PGA Tournament Committee to approve participation by blacks in PGA co-sponsored golf tournaments, thus allowing them the same treatment as non-touring professionals. Quote, I hope that this action will allow Negro participation in both the Phoenix and Tucson Opens, Smith said of upcoming tournaments. Otherwise, I feel that most of my efforts have been in vain. So uh, little San Diego Open, Farmers Insurance Open history. Joe Lewis, the heavyweight champ of the world, breaking golf's color barrier in San Diego. So flashback Friday. It's what do cool you got? story. Yeah. It's nothing, nothing like that. I'm no, gonna I keep... mean, yeah, add a little light, <laughs> lightheartedness to it or something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a short one. What do you got, Andy Bean? What do you 1991. got 1991. Okay. You know who that is? No. What only win of their career... Recently has been on some like uh, alternate lists because of this. Oh, come on, <laughs> Champions Tour or PGA Tour? PGA Tour. No, but, like doesn't even play on the Champions Tour anymore. Neil Lancaster, who is it? No, Jay Don Blake. Oh God. Oh my God. Okay, the mustache so, man. First, first win for Jay Don. First and only win in his PGA Tour career. Uh, it was his fifth year on tour. He had gone to Q school six times. You know, he was most famous at this point before this win for winning the 1980 NCAA championship at Ohio State's Scarlet Course in a four-hole playoff against Halimony. Hal Sutton. Oh, centenary gent. Yeah. How about that? Um, so he started the, the round two shots behind Steve Pate, who had won the tournament in 1988, um, and then won the next year, 92. So Steve Pate was a Tory Pines assassin at this point. Uh, Pate made triple on seven, and, uh, and Faxon was also ahead of, of Jay Don. He made double on seven, and that's what opened the door for, for a guy, Jay Don. Um, and he never looked back. But they both hit shots into the canyon. We never see shots into the canyon on really? seven. You know why? Wow. Because it's not Why, on the they canyon moved it back, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> moved it off it? Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> Reese Jones, mastermind. <laughs> um, oh. 
So defending the irony can't... of having a range that they like can't accommodate like very little is like, I mean Reese just you know right spent through the nose on all this other stuff right. Uh, anyways, go ahead. All right. So the win was surprising for Blake because on Monday, while he was playing with some buddies in Palm Desert at at the Springs, Blake. You know, he was really frustrated. He he wasn't making any putts, and he flung his bullseye putter into a pond <laughs> on the seventeenth hole. <laughs> so yeah. this week he used a Ray Cook Blue Goose model putter, <laughs> which was heavier than the putter he had used since since his high school days. Now now J Don was Blue really Goose. broken up about the the bullseye that was at the bottom of the pond because his dad had given oh. it to him and he had used it since high school. Oh, what an intemperate, just rashful, yes. rash move. Yeah. God. It just a, a spit of rage he tossed Yeah, in. that's terrible. I wonder what was going on. Was he playing a big money game? Like, you know, yeah. you know that, that caused this. So, But they said that the heavy putter might have helped him out because of the bumpy and slow Torrey Pines greens. Um you know, and and so, anyways, J Don got good news on Monday because the the course sent divers into the pond. Oh my god! To, to fish the putter out, that and the pro impressive. Jim English at at the Springs Club said, "We will be happy to keep it for J Don at the normal storage rate, whatever the cost. I'm sure he can afford it now." So the Monday after he wins, it gets fished out. So what what Jadon said was I couldn't make any crucial putts. It was very much out of character. I don't know what came over me, but I was tired of missing putts. That's why I tossed it. Uh, and and then he went on to say I might still be struggling if I had kept it. Uh, so I guess it's beneficial that I threw it in the water. This was a uh, Phil Mickelson played in the event as an amateur. It was ninety one, so this was yep. you know he was pretty young at that point. I didn't do the math on how old he was. He finished forty <laughs> second. Sure. Um, so, anyways, uh, just like a couple things on Jadon Blake. So after failing to get his tour card a number of times, he went back to St. George, Utah, worked for several years as a club assistant pro. And then also in a hardware store. Oh. And he said, to keep my mam- family in the money. So gotcha. he was doing, working two jobs. Uh, and then he, went, he got his card and then you know, kept his card for 15 straight years after, you know, after six years of not getting it. He was just like, he was like number 100 every year. <laughs> um, his, he doesn't, his name doesn't appear short for anything. It's not Donald. No. There's no. It's just J, Don, Blake. There's no Donald. It's not shortened. And as pretty, far as I can tell, pretty good syllable efficiency for a, a three. For a, yeah, three name guy. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> J Don Blake, kind of amazing. <laughs> he's he's a pillar of, of syllable. And everybody just you never shorten it. It's never just J or Don. It's always J Don. Like yeah. you always. It's very dogmatic you gotta go by okay go ahead um, then i found this tribune article about him <laughs> that uh you know it's 
just like anytime he the, the articles you find are just like him in contention. <laughs> oh, God. You know? That sounds miserable. <laughs> Thursday night reading about J. Don Blake and Convent. Just I didn't I did not contention. do a very deep dive. I read like right. five articles. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> this Tribune Chicago Tribune article. He he had a hobby. <laughs> He, he, birthday compete, with anybody? he would compete on the amateur drag racing circuit. Like cars. Yeah. Not, not the attire. So he out. enjoys okay. driving a $75,000 drag racing car upwards of 170 miles per hour over a quarter mile. He says, I know they seem like total opposites. Golf is quiet. Any kind of noise is a distraction. And drag racing, the more noise, the better. For me, though, drag racing is a lot like your pre-shot routine in golf. In drag racing, you've got to concentrate. It's amazing how precise you have to be to run a car to a number. Sometimes a thousandth of a second is the difference between winning and losing. You have lights. The starting line, the wind, all those things. If you don't get a good start from the get-go, you'll lose automatically. Feels like he's reaching there. Drag racing enthusiasts. Oh, God. So another funny thing that I found is in the Deseret? Deseret? Deseret News. Deseret News, Utah. Yeah. yeah. Utah. Yep. He became a regular on the PGA Tour, won $5.5 million over two decades, including the win at the Shearson Lehman Brothers Open. San Diego. Which, yeah. San Diego yeah. in 91. Then after turning 50, he won nearly as much money in less than a decade oh, on the yeah. Champions Tour. Made his hay out there. Where he picked up three. <laughs> you know, this guy, 15 straight or two decades on the PGA Tour, Goes up to the Champions Tour, makes as much money in less than 10 years. <laughs> he he had to retire for a while because he had a frozen shoulder. He couldn't lift his shoulder above. Is that what it's called? Frozen? I don't, that's what he was saying in this article. Oh, interesting. So there He's you go. Dead rainer for the guy in Top Gun, the teacher. Yeah. Top Gun, top whatever. Viper. Yeah. So. J. Don, that's a good one. Good throwback. Double flashbacks. I don't know if we're going to... don't. That's what, everybody needed an hour uh, on Friday, so you got your hour podcast here. Lower your expectations. These aren't going to be two scoops flashbacks going forward, but you get Joe Lewis and J. Don Blake. Two peas in a pod there. Lived similar lives. All right. Everyone enjoy your Fridays. We'll be back with you on Monday. Enjoy the weeknight golf, the football, whatever you got going on this weekend. We might Thank do you. an Instagram live. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. We might do an Instagram. Saturday Night Live? Maybe. SNL? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have some cocktails going. Oh, all right. Keep an eye out for that. Saturday Night Live, Instagram. Um, enjoy your weekends. Thank you so much for your continued support of the Shotgun Start. Mm-hmm.